Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Noe. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. This is what we are covering tonight. So we're going to be talking about the uh, 2023 movie, To Catch a Killer. Cool. But before we do, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. You can enjoy this show on YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, Odyssey, and more. Oh, are we ready? I completely forgot my train of thought. <laughs> uh, so, uh, To Catch a Killer came out in 2023, so it's pretty recent. This year. Uh, I was watching it on Hulu. Uh, it started as a chick from uh, Divergent, which is uh, the only way I found out what the name of this one was. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> uh, it was written by uh, Sephiron and Jonathan Wakeham. I don't know, is it Sephiron? Is it the guy from Final Fantasy VII? Sephiroth? <laughs> Sephiroth. I did learn something interesting about writing credit in a movie if it's the letters a and d it, it means that they wrote, uh, wrote it together mm -hmm. and if it's that other one the symbol the upper upper man the ampersand yeah the ampersand it means that they both worked on it separately so one wrote it and then one had to rewrite it for the studio really yeah i don't know weird or it could be the other way around it could be the upper end is the but that's what it means for either that's why it's different yeah. And I've always wondered, like, why did they do that and not that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why. Well, I would think the ampersand would be together, though, wouldn't it? That's what I thought, too, but I guess not. Huh. But I'll look it up again, because I asked uh, I asked an uh, uh, AI model, the uh, chat GPT. Mm -hmm. So why, why did they do that? He's like, oh, it's simple, and blah, 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 and also fuck you, blah, blah. And then <laughs> they started saying weird stuff, like, we're going to rule the world. I'm <laughs> just coming. I'm like, what? Like, they're like, oh, nothing, nothing, bro, nothing. <laughs> It got real weird. Actually, I can look it up on my recents. Um, how do I get physically fit after 65? I don't know why I asked that. I'm not 65 yet. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, why are movies written by multiple people does it say and after the names and the other times it has that uh, symbol? Uh, it said, when you see the word and listed between the names of multiple writers for a movie, it typically indicates that those writers collaborate together to create the screenplay. It suggests that they work jointly on the script, possibly sharing ideas, writing different parts, or revising each other's work. On the other hand, when you send, uh, when you see an ampersand symbol between the names of multiple writers, it usually implies that they worked separately on different versions of the or drafts of the screenplay. So cool. Good to know. Didn't know that. Always nice to learn something new. I was happy. Right. Because now you'll be looking for that too. Yeah, like who wrote it and who rewrote it? Because the only wrote that fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Every Marvel movie's got the ampersand. Yeah, line. He's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the, the first one is the one that wrote it, and the second one revised it. Like, what? Really fucked uh, it whoever up. fucked it up, at the, whoever glasses is the one that fucked it up, probably. Yeah. Right, so this movie follows um, this cop. So basically, it starts off like, uh, it starts off beautifully. Like, the first two-thirds of this movie mm -hmm. was a master class in suspenseful mystery writing. The last part was like, boo. Fucking boo. <laughs> boo! Boo, I say! <laughs> to your children, boo! <laughs> and yeah, generations that had it Generational boo! Your whole family will be booed till the day your gene dies! <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, why is that guy booing us? Just leave me, just, just keep walking. He's crazy. <laughs> Unto your whole generation henceforth. Just like every time, every time one of them dies, I just put boo on their tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> I outlive them all. <laughs> so, the the first two thirds is fucking a masterclass in mystery writing. So it just like it just pops off, right? Mm -hmm. People are like, it's like it's some holiday, 
or some celebration, and there's fireworks all over the city. Uh, I think it's Chicago, but I'm not sure. It's like one of those really condensed cities with like a lot of skyscrapers. So it's like one of those like uh, Chicago. No, it's not, it's not you, New York for sure. It's probably Chicago then. Yeah, or maybe Philadelphia, but I don't think so. It's just a really dense city. Mm -hmm. So everyone's having a great time, like, oh, nice. And then all of a sudden you see, you see one person fucking drop. You're like, oh, shit. And then you see another person at a different party fucking drop. And then you see a guy skating on some ring and he fucking blops too. And then you realize some motherfucker's sniping people just left and right. He's just going off. I'm like, oh my God. They just, the way they show it, like, he's just, this person's just fucking going crazy. People are just fucking dropping everywhere. You're like, God dang. There's a couple in an elevator, right? And the husband's like, ah, the wife's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, of course, the, the fucking police department all over the fucking city lose their shit. Like, they got an active shooter. And, uh, <clears throat> So they're all freaking out. They finally pinpoint the building, and uh, they go up there, but they, they don't catch anybody. And when they get there, right, the building blows up. The, the room where the sniper was at, and all the evidence just blows it away. Right. And uh, lo and behold, he killed 29 people, and it's been like a few minutes. Like, he just went ape shit. And accurate. Yes, 100%. That was, that was a big uh, uh, plot point, was how accurate and well-trained he seemed like. Because sniping people from that altitude with that wind and, you know, direction and all that, it's... He was using like the, the the fireworks as camouflage for the sniper shots, fucking unbelievable. So uh, the FBI, this guy named Lamarck, uh, leads the team, and he used to be from DC, like a, a heavy hitter in like the FBI. But I guess he he lost a step or two, so they they demoted him. So it's, it's like his last shot to prove himself. Right. And uh, he's a great character, and uh, so was uh, the Divergent girl, which I forget her character's name, uh, Eleanor. Uh. She's like a police, and she uh, when they find the 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 building where the sniper's at, they're all trying to get the people out like to safety. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Wait, we gotta stop these people and ID them before we let get them out." And that, that her doing that uh, tactic uh, ended up getting getting her like enough like uh, I guess cred mm -hmm. for Lamarck to add her to his team, even though she's just a beat cop. And so she had the intelligence to say, hey, you might want to notice who's coming out. Yeah. Before you start just letting them all leave. He's like, oh, and then the fat cop's like, hey, the whole place is on fire. Rah, rah, rah. <clears throat> just like the fattest whale. They always be like the fattest man to be a police. I don't know why they do that. <laughs> they always do that. They always make him so ignorant and like useless. Like, how did he become a cop? Like, did you, well, uh, uh, speaking of that, uh, Harvey Bullock was one of those. Yeah. They always made him look stupid. He was a good detective, wasn't he? Yeah, in the, in the comic books, they redeemed him because he was a really good detective. But, like, every time you ever seen him in Batman the Animated Series. He was always getting yeah. fucking tripped over. <laughs> he was just a big whale that would never get out of the way. Man. They did him, they did him dirty, especially in the Batman Begins. Yes. They didn't even redeem him at all. No. They just made him evil as fuck. Yeah. So, uh, I don't want to ruin the movie at all for people, but the movie is a phenomenal mystery. Like you like, uh, and you, they do, they do real, like, uh, the writer knew what he, they were doing. Well, one of them directed it. So I guess the other one did most of the writing. Uh, Damien Sifron was the one that directed. So I'm guessing he got the writer to do more of the, like the writing. Right. There's one great moment where they're uh, interrogating, uh, contractors that had worked on that condo that the killer was at. And uh, you see Eleanor and them talking. And uh, you keep seeing her look at their shoes and then look back at them. And uh, the three suspects and uh, two of them had really shitty looking shoes. And someone, one of them had really clean looking shoes. 
but they all have good alibis, all this and that, right? And uh, you realize that she's looking to see, uh, you don't realize what she's doing at first. You do realize she's looking at shoes for some reason, but the context isn't uh, spoken about until like towards like the third half of the movie. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's why she was looking at his shoes. Like, he has so much cleaner shoes than them, and he's like working like as much as they are. And uh, they're, they're, all their shoes are shit because they're working constantly. It's a weird thing. Like, I, I can't explain it. It's like a weird detective thing. Uh, the best way I can explain it was, is like, just like deductive reasoning yeah. and like observation is like she notices something off by the, the make of their shoes. Well, it's kind of like the, uh, like if you're a detective and somebody that supposedly works with their hands all the time, but you have no calluses. Right. Like that. Like yeah. Just did bells in your head. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my, I want you guys to watch it, so I won't talk much about it, but I will let you know that the first two thirds, fucking masterpiece, like ah, oh, delicious. Uh, the Lamarck's a great character. Eleanor's like uh, she's like uh, a drug addict, redeemed drug addict, so she's going through her shit. Uh, Lamarck's going through his shit because he's like uh, on his last uh, chances to uh, prove himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you you meet the. I guess I wanted more from the fucking criminal when they finally find the person. I'm like oh. He's one of those. Great. Another stereotypical one, huh? <laughs> it's going to be, he's going to be like, man. When, when, like, like, damn. Maybe it's because the way he looks. I'm like, he does not look like the fucking, because they make him seem like he's such an efficient, like, killer. Like, just like, like a John Wick level. Yeah. And like, in my head, when I'm watching, I'm like, is this like, are they trying to show us what it's like to, to be on the other side of an assassin like that? Like 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 a person like like we're we're on the this side of a Jason Bourne, you know what right. I mean? And not knowing what the fuck is going on with this person, because at one point the killer is at the mall, and you still don't see him. You don't see him till the very end of the movie. What he looks like, and or who he is. He's at the mall, and he's he steals someone's clothes from the dressing room, and then he goes to the bathroom to change. And this one guy gets out like he's wearing he's one of those buff guys with jumps the the fucking uh, jumpsuit or not a jumpsuit like the sweatsuit yeah like the like the mafia <laughs> you know what I'm talking about the, like the, those Adidas ones yeah yeah he's like oh disgusting sir oh, you and he was all upset because the guy was changing in the in the uh, he was pretty much like having like a horse shower in the fucking sink and it was made him mad so he tells the security guard the security guards go look for him and they find him in the food uh the food court and he's a uh, he's uh, stealing food. From like various trays, he's just like snatching. Like I'm putting all this, and he like, and he just takes all his food, and then the, the security guys stop him, and he's like, "Please, I just want to leave. I don't want any trouble." And he fucking kills both of them. Then he goes, and then it cuts from there to like an aftermath scene. Eleanor shows up at the crime scene, and there's like smoke everywhere, and there's fucking dead cops littered all over the floor. And I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" And that's another suspense thing they they did was really good. Like you have him having the altercation. And then you have the aftermath of like a fucking horrific battle that everyone lost but him apparently. <laughs> and so they check the cameras and they see him, but they never he never shows his face. He's smart enough to keep his always camera camera away, his face. And then you see that uh when these I guess like I don't know what kind of mall this is, they had like fucking security guards with guns. Uh they try to st- corner him, right? Like they they're about to do a, a pincer attack from either end of the hallway. Right. He's in the middle, like and like he just comes out with a news and just all of them and just fucking all, all four of them just drops him like it's nothing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, who is this guy? It's like Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> and uh 
they keep watching the cameras, and then you finally find out what the hell all that smoke and all the dead bodies were about was that the SWAT team was getting there, the police. I guess they were already on high alert anyway. So any any situation like this, they would assume it was him, right? The sniper. So they were gonna move quicker. They get there, and he. Now this, thinking about it now, I realize this does not seem logically possible or physically possible. But in, when you see it, you're like, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Not so much as amazing that he killed a bunch of cops, but it's like the, the way he, the tactic is most amazing, not the right. execution of said tactic. He takes his shoelace off. He takes a fucking like handful of grenades. And I mean like fucking like nine or ten of these fucking things. He puts the string over every uh, every uh, a pin of the grenade. He grabs them all. He, he puts them into the trash and he pulls all the pins. And and now that I think about it, like, how the fuck would he be able to do that? Because you have to hold down. It takes, like, force to pull a pin out of a grenade. Right. They're not easy to pull out. That's why they say you can't really pull out with your fucking teeth. You'll lose a tooth. So how did he hold them down and pull them all out with the, you know what I mean? Like, Unless they pulled them in a single each one. No, like. like no, like in a, in a row. Not, like, all with the same force. But, he, but I'm saying, like, he has to hold them down how do, right. you, how do you keep him how do he keep all the grenades from coming up with the oh okay yeah so i'm like how the fuck did he hold them down and then pull them up yeah there's like fucking 10 of them you'd have to like fucking put your whole arm right and right. Like, right so when i think about it now i'm like how the fuck did he pull all those motherfuckers out and it, it, it suspension it, of disbelief it, it broke i'm gonna be honest with you broke with that i'm like wait a minute man no god dang way you pulled out 10 10 pins from 10 grenades in one fell swoop yeah. Because you have to hold down every grenade to hold the pin in. So yeah. that you, you know what I mean? And yeah. just pull the pin out. So it fucked me up on that one. But he pulls him out, and then he fucking walks off. And as the, the whole squad team gets up there, fucking boom. Like fucking 15 cops dead. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is Jason Bourne. Aside from that weird magic power he has to telekinetically hold down grenades. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I got to see it again to see how he did it. But it, thinking about it now, like, there's no fucking way to pull out 10 grenades. Like, how do you, how would you even do that? Like, how do you hold them all down at once? Yeah. Unless, unless you only need to hold down one. Well, on top of that. I it, guess you could hold down one, and then when you pull it, because they're on the pin, right? Oh, I guess it is possible. Because, like, if they're on a, on a, on a string, and then you, you hold down the bottom, it, when you're pulling as hard as you can, the only thing that will come up is the pins and not the grenades. They'll fall back down. Oh, it is physically possible. Yeah, but were they the grenades that have a little paddle on them? No, they're the ones with like the the pin, pin. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. But you still have that little trigger. Pin, oh, the, right? the holder. Yeah, I think they all have that. That's what I'm saying. Don't you have to hold that slightly together still when you pull the pin? No, it's only to uh, it's only to uh to keep it from exploding. Once you take the pins off, the the thing. No, that's what I'm saying. Don't you have to like be holding it to pull the pin easily? Oh, pull it out. That's a good question, actually. I'm not a grenade expert, is a problem. I'm not either, but... Because you might have a point. Like, I don't know. Like, when you pull the pin... You gotta hold the candle down so it comes out right. Right. Huh. Or would that create more resistance? You know what I mean? And they pull from the side, right? Yeah. So... It's still, I guess it still wouldn't be logically possible. No. Because if you have all the... like, Because you were saying, like, with the paddles facing him, right? Maybe, yeah. I don't even know, like, the way like, he... Like, how would you pull... Right. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. To me. Well, let's go get some grenades. <laughs> <laughs> you said that somebody died. I can't remember where it was, but somebody died because they sent, uh... Might have been Russia? One of their leaders or something? It sounds like Russia. 
Russia or Ukraine, one of them got sent a a box of memorabilia grenades or something like that, or like collectible ones <laughs> that weren't real, but there was a real one placed in there. To kill him? Yeah. On purpose? Yeah, and he died. Well. Recently. Rough way to go. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, look, I pulled the pin. I wouldn't, oh, yeah, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even take, if, if I opened a box with grenades, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I guess it wouldn't be, I don't know, I guess it wouldn't be possible how he did that. Because it wouldn't make. Again, suspension of disbelief. Too late. <laughs> I'm almost like Neil deGrasse Tyson just ruining my whole life. Oh, that motherfucker getting on there and trying to ruin the movies. It's like, yeah, fuck you. You like this movie? Well, guess what? <laughs> he ruined one about New York or something like that. I don't know if it was the Avengers or something like that, but he got on there. Well, it would have to be this time of the year because the sun comes through the buildings at this certain specific angle. It's like, bro, just. It must suck to be that smart. He's like, damn. No, it must suck to be that big of a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to tell everybody every little damn thing. Or you really wouldn't want the power of flight because of this. And it's like, let people dream. <laughs> like, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, but sometimes, like, people like me, like, I know it's a movie, right? But, like, like you got to hold me there, though. Like, I can, I, I can watch Marvel movies all day long, right? The suspension's never broken because I know, you know, it's Marvel. Right. But for, like, something grounded, like, what I do from, like, this one, I'm like, It's a little ah. different, though. I get that. I get that. <laughs> The grenades. But a superhero movie, you're already you're in a suspension of disbelief regardless. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, hey, yeah. They have powers. Like, okay, fine. But he'll go through and fucking try to ruin that. It's like, bro. <laughs> I guess I get your point there. Like, he movies that should not be ruined because even, for no reason. Even because you're watching them from the suspension of disbelief anyway. Because you know it's not real. Right. Like, it's not even the fact that it ruins the movie for people where they're not saying like. I didn't think of it that way, you know. I like it, that wouldn't be physically possible. No, that that's not the point. It's like, bro, just you're saying shit nobody cares about. <laughs> like, you're telling us about stuff in the like. He said something about vibranium. Well, if it was to ricochet in that way, it wouldn't actually work. And blah blah blah. It's like it's not a real metal. So <laughs> like, bro, it doesn't exist. <laughs> we don't care. Is there doesn't unobtainium exist? Yeah. <laughs> Of all the ones that could exist, it would be vibranium over unobtainium. <laughs> or adamantite and all that other kind of stuff. It's like, bro, like, we know this is all fake. We know it's fake. Like, you telling us is like somebody coming up and, like, you uh, telling, like, a fake story that you know is not real. And then them saying, you know that wouldn't really happen, right? Well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, yeah, but why did you tell me the story then? Like, bro, we know it's fake. <laughs> That's the whole point. Like, somebody coming up and saying, like, Sherlock Holmes didn't exist. It's a damn lie. He needs a real person. <laughs> he had to be. There's no way. <laughs> or saying Frankenstein didn't exist. It's like, well, you haven't walked down the south side in a while and seen some people, so. <laughs> oh, the monster? <laughs> you haven't seen enough crackheads? <laughs> oh, man. Do you got any crack? <laughs> you know what the funniest, one of the funniest uh, lines from Always Study in Philadelphia was like uh, uh, Mac was asking Dennis, like Dennis, like what is the thing in this life that you want more than anything? Like, like if you could have it right now, what would it be? Like anything, right? And he's putting something like you know some dream like like answer, right? Yeah. And Dennis looks him dead in the eyes, like crack. <laughs> I want some crack, because like many episodes ago, many seasons ago, uh, Den uh, Mac or no Dennis and his sister D 
they were like uh, upset about the the welfare system. Yeah. So they were going to take advantage of it by becoming crackheads, and they they became crackheads. <laughs> and then they got they got then they they got into rehab and they fixed themselves, right? Yeah. So the fact that Dennis said crack of all things, all these years later, just goes to show you how much he loved crack. He wants crack. Yeah. It's still it still haunts him to this day. <laughs> crack. <laughs> Oh, that's a good stuff. That's character development right there. Yeah. And all these years. And you still continue that. Why? A huge callback yeah. to an old earl- earlier season. <laughs> and then Max's like, crack cocaine. Okay. <laughs> crack cocaine. You can have anything. It's great. He, and he shakes his head like, crack. <laughs> he didn't hesitate at all. I want some crack. <laughs> like, he's been fighting that urge for years. He the is, and he's still fighting it to this day. <laughs> So wow. <laughs> so uh ending of the movie. Boo. Boo. Fucking boo. So spoilers. Nah, no spoilers. Spoilers? Come on. Not today. <laughs> I feel like spoil less like a mystery. Or should I? Like, do would they care? Probably not. Anyway, it's okay. For, from this moment, spoilers if you do not want to hear it. Alright, so spoilers from here on out. And I'll put a time thing on the uh uh, in the the video to say when you can listen again if you don't want to hear the ending of this. All right, so uh, Lamarck and Eleanor, uh, because uh, they they haven't done enough headway in the uh, the investigation, they get suspended. And Lamarck's like, "Fuck that, we're gonna find this killer." Eleanor's feeling the same way, so they go to that guy with the shoes I was talking about, mm-hmm. and it turns out that the reason he's so clean cut and so like rich, even though he's he's like like he's like taking more jobs than he's can ever actually handle. Mm-hmm with his workforce and she finds out because he's got this secret list of the people that he can hire under the table to do work. So he's able to take more jobs because of them. And on this secret list is the, the killer. He was on there. And so she asked him uh, the, his name, where he worked. And he's like, uh, he finally has to give in because he doesn't want to go to jail, but he didn't want to go give in the first time. Cause he didn't want to get killed by the guy just in case. Yeah. So they find out, uh, that uh, he used to work at a uh, a butcher uh, a butcher shop, or a uh, like an actual like butcher like factory, mm-hmm. and like they, they they go out of the way to show you a little bit of the butcher process. You're like, oh god, Jesus! <laughs> and uh, you find that they find the guy. They go to his house, and they find his mother there. And uh, the story goes that he used to be a great kid, this and that, but they used to go out shooting. And uh, they told him to go out, out and get the, uh, the the targets or whatever. And they forgot he was out there. So they fucking blasted him by accident, the mom and dad. So he ended up getting, like, brain trauma. They, like, messed up his uh, brain chemistry. Yeah. And he was never the same again. He was a, a super loner, a super, like, uh, away from people. And uh, he loved it when COVID was around because he felt like he, he was, like, a nomad that can just travel the whole city with no people. So when and so I guess one day society just got too much for him. Pretty, pretty much a Ted Kaczynski type, like the Unabomber. Mm-hmm. That's why I was disappointed. I'm like, oh, so it's just this story again. Yeah. And he just decided to go on a killing spree. And it, it's weird too. Like, like he's in the, the this little clubhouse, this little treehouse in the, in the distance, right? Mm-hmm. And Eleanor notices that he's in there because she freaks out, and uh, she tells Lamarck, and Lamarck's like tries to pull his gun out and fucking gets blown away, killed instantly. So all his characters gone in an instant. <laughs> Like the whole, the whole character that you invested in him, right, is just dead. I'm like, well, shit. That goes to Mark, <laughs> and uh, the mom's like uh, goes out there to talk to her, to her son, and he's like, David. I think his name. I don't know if his name is David or not. I forgot. 
But he's like, either you go with the police or you come with me. And she fucking blows his brains out right there in the middle of the fucking yard. I'm like, God dang. That one didn't surprise me. <laughs> and uh, then uh, David comes out, goes into the house, uh, uh, has uh, Eleanor at gunpoint. They start to talking. It almost seems like the whole solution to his problems, from what I'm getting as I'm hearing them talk, right, is that all he needed to do was get laid and he would have been okay. I'm dead serious. That's what it sounded like to me, um, especially especially when the cops get there, right? Because they heard the gunshot. Yeah. And he freaks out and he takes her to like this underground building underneath the treehouse, where he has all his fucking like like master plans and shit. And he ties her up and, and like he's trying to commit. She's trying to commit because they they're like similar in a way, because she's dealt with that stuff too, like not liking society and feeling like the, you didn't belong anywhere, all this and that. Yeah. So that that's why actually Lamarck uh, hired her because he felt like she. Had the same mental, but she she went to the side of the police. He lost his fucking mind. Right. And she keeps like uh, she he ends up like zip tying her to like this pipe, and he keeps walking around, getting supplies and shit, about to run away. And she keeps like trying to get him to to stay with her, and she was like uh, pushing up her body against his like, stay with me, don't worry, we can do this together, you'll be fine. And I'm like, so this is what we're gonna boil it down to. You just need to get laid, and you're pretending to like you know understand. Basically, saying he's an incel. That's yes, one hundred percent. What the hell was going on? That's what that was the whole. That's what I was like. Well, damn, they didn't do a good like enough like something interesting. Yeah. And he just ends up getting fucking blasted. She actually fucking takes a bite out of his neck, like a fucking vampire. Yeah, like she takes a whole fucking chunk of his neck. He's like, like right at the jugular too. Like she legit almost fucking killed him right then and there. And he didn't. He's like, he he decided not to shoot her though. He ends up running away. I would have not even for survival. I'd never bite somebody. Like, what if they got like some disease? And I'm still alive, but I'm crippled for life. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It's scoliosis. So he ends up, and he, like he ends up like trying to like run away, but he's losing too much blood. The cops find him. He's sitting like in front of some like tanker truck or one of those like uh, big metallic like uh, uh, storage containers that they like, they ship out, like like shipping containers or something. He ends up like just some middle of the fucking snowy ass field, and uh, the cops get there. And he's like, they're like, David, put it up. And he's like, well, this is all I got left. He fucking puts his gun up. And they, of course, they fucking blow him away. Yeah. Like fucking 600 shots. Fucking reloaded and shot him again. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the movie. Yeah, I see why you uh, didn't like the ending too much. I was expecting something, like, interesting. Not another, like, same old, same old mindset killer. Yeah. So for anybody that skipped ahead, it's like, yeah, I, I definitely Whoa. see why. And see why there's the boo. It fits. It fits. I was spending like a Joker level villain. It was just and no, no. Plus, like the level of his training, even how he was trained, is not equivalent to what he did. Right. There and there's no uh, like like because uh, I guess we're still in spoiler territory. But uh, his mother said that his father trained him to join the army, so he got all these like survival skills from his dad. But like, what is his dad a special? I guess maybe his dad was a special force. I don't know what the fuck. But he was like on like John Wick, John Jason Bourne. Like, like, he, that doesn't he, like he doesn't have the training. Like not like like not like that. Like John Wick was a world class assassin with like a, like years years of training. Right, and he retired. That was the whole point. Jason Bourne was a CIA was a, a, a spy. Right for years, and this guy was just like a farm boy. Got trained by his dad to shoot. And all of a sudden, he's oozing people down in the fucking mall. He's got like 15 grenades. I see why the boo-boo. I see the boo. I see the boo. <laughs>
All right. Anything else to add before we head out on this one? It'd be like if I took karate, right? And then I took like a couple of like a shooting, like at the shooting range. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm fucking just a uh, high level assassin. You know what I mean? Would make no fucking sense. No sense at all. I'm shooting people through pee holes, pee holes in their fucking like pee holes. Pee holes in their fucking door, right? <laughs> I'm shooting people in their pee hole. <laughs> they like to make you feel like that when you play uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. There's a scene where you're walking to this like uh, a limbo. Uh huh. And uh, all these people that you've killed throughout the... But by the way, if you don't kill anybody, no one shows up. But all these people you killed throughout the game, right? And something like, Man, you shot me in the dick. Because they, uh, they knew kids. Yeah. When they were playing Metal Gear Solid 3. Some of them just started fucking blasting people in the cock. <laughs> that was kind of funny. It'd be really awkward if you never did. It's like... Yeah, that was, I never did. I'm like, what the... I never shot you in the dick, you liar. <laughs> but then you realize how many people you actually killed. And you're like, oh... Fuck. The law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we will see you guys on the next one. Boo. <laughs> Boo, I say it to your entire family. <laughs> <A> generation. <laughs> <laughs>